the invitation to use this silent period of sitting is to reflect on the gratitude of the upcoming meal. Just to be grateful even before the meal has occurred and whether we know what's on the menu or not, that we are supported in that way. That pretty much in the circles where we live, we have the privilege of eating pretty much whenever we want, wherever we want, however much we want. And that's a privilege that not everyone has in this world. That gift that supports us in all of the other activities that we do. So returning to the sensations of the body and the breath. And even seeing if the awareness can feel changes in the body as it prepares for the meal. Are there any sensations in the abdomen that you can be aware of? Is there a leaning towards? What is the experience of hunger? And so the eating meditation or lunch has already begun.
So as we continue this practice through the day and into the meal, the invitation is to bring exactly what you're doing right now, what you've been doing since you've gotten here, is to turn this loving attention towards sometimes an aspect of our lives that, again, we don't pay attention to. You know, unless the meal is four-star or unless it's, you know, like awful, just like that Life of a Day poem that I read, unless they're wildly wonderful or grimly awful, we don't pay attention. And we're usually eating our conversations or the computer terminal or the work. I mean, we're constantly multitasking and not actually paying attention to something that actually sustains our life. So this is, this is the rarity of this particular container that we're weaving, is, is we're giving you not just permission, but encouragement to turn the attention towards something that is indispensable in our experience. And so notice as you move into the dining room how crazy it gets a little bit with the traffic flow and everything. What are the feelings around that? And then, you know, the sensory experience. There are odors that will come into your consciousness. There's, there will be sights in terms of um, what food is laid out. How do you determine how much to take? Is it on preference? Is it on what's available? No judgment, right? Just noticing over and over again. And then you sit. Some people do a little ritual of of giving thanks. And then as you take that first bite, most of us have not eaten anything since breakfast, if, if we've even eaten breakfast. So that first bite should be brilliant. There should be so many sensations cascading into your experience because there hasn't been anything except neutral liquid in our mouth for a couple of hours. What is that? And then to notice how it tapers, it changes. It doesn't always stay brilliant. And then taking a moment, you know, even after the food has has gone down, there's an experience that we name. It's called aftertaste. But who has the time to pay attention to that? And yet that's part of the experience before you take the next bite. And so, of course, you know, you want to be aware of time and so you don't want to necessarily spend until three o'clock eating your meal. But take some time to notice some things that maybe are new. So Michael Beckwith is a spiritual leader in Southern California. He leads the Agape Foundation. And he writes this beautiful passage, which I'm not sure that he was thinking about eating meditation. It just speaks to our eating practice. He begins, I was a young boy, probably 10. All the students at the school had to grow gardens, and I remember planting seeds in the soil of my backyard, carrots, radishes. 
One afternoon, I went out into the backyard and I pulled a radish out of the soil and bit into it. It was so sweet. In that moment, I felt the whole universe contained in this radish. It had become a begun as a seed, then merged with the soil and the air and the water until it became a vegetable that I was now eating. I thought, this is what they're trying to teach me in church. This is what they're trying to tell me. This life, this presence, this great life that's in this radish is everywhere. This is the life force that they call God. We can have access to that if we allow the mind and heart to be open to it. And again, eating is a mindfulness practice that so often we're not actually eating what we need, we're eating what we want, right? So what is it like to eat what we need and not go beyond? So one of the, you know, things to play with, some people resonate with this, some people, you know, don't feel a second thought to, is to try the practice of eating five bites from full. How do you do that? Because usually we're eating five, fifty bites beyond that fullness. You know, we have to clean the plate, we have to, you know, we're... We're actually eating some emotional you know, situation that we're in. You're not going to starve if you eat five bites from full. You're already sated. It's interesting practice. Every, um, well, I don't know how universal it is across uh, uh, traditions, but in the Theravadan tradition, before every meal, the monastics chant in Pali this translation in English. It's called the reflection on the requisite for food, the requirement for food, the need rather than the desire. Reflecting wisely, I use this food not for fun, not for pleasure, not for fattening, not for beautification, but only for the maintenance and nourishment of this body for keeping it healthy, for helping with the holy life. Thinking thus, I will allay hunger without overeating so that I may continue to live blamelessly and at ease. Blamelessly, I love that word, you know, without regret. Because again, this is not just about, you know, being compulsive about your eating. It's a template for how we live. What if we were to live our lives five bites from full? Buy our clothing five bites from full? Use our resources five? Would would there be a climate crisis? This is what what these teachings are inviting us to transform, not just our own lives, but how these teachings really transform a world. And so again, you know, there's the particular, there's the particular practice, there's the particular life, and yet it has relevance across an entire world. And that's the invitation of lunch.
Thank you for listening. To learn how you can support the teachers and Dharma Seed, please visit dharmaseed.org slash donate.